Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It's Emmett Fox Friday. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have on the line in beautiful, sunny, and quite hot California, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How you doing? You you surviving that heat out there or what? I know we got it too, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's well, it's only like in the nineties um, oh, right. in LA, so it's you know. Well, what the hell am I? Doing? I I was just out walking around, but it's got to be a hundred and hundred and ten out today. So sure, yeah. So never mind. You're you're just fine, and you got a little maybe a little breeze. I don't know. It's probably uh, it's probably not quite. Oh, in California, it's sunny and mild most of the year. Most of the time, although you get the humidity, you get the humidity here. Here, as they say, it's a dry heat. I don't know exactly what that means because it's, well, you know what else is a dry heat. What's that? Fire. That's true. <laughs> wet fire? No, it's a dry heat. It's also <laughs> dry heat. Don't worry about it. It's a dry heat. Yeah, it's got All right. So today we are discussing uh, It Cannot Be Your Duty. And of course, as we do each week, we're talking about Mr. Emmett Fox from Find and Use Your Inner Power. We're, we're going through the little different sections of these books and coming up with these wonderful new thought ideas that uh, Emmett Fox shares with us. Uh, as I said, this week's is entitled, It Cannot Be Your Duty, and it's really appropriate for what uh, is going on right now with a lot of people being at home and kind of trying to deal with different challenges in their lives and maybe stuck in place and so on. Uh, so we're going to get into that. I'll start, and then Chris is going to finish up, and then we'll talk about it as we normally do. So Here we go. If you are living the spiritual life, you are entitled to peace of mind and harmonious progress. Should these things seem to be lacking... Have a mental stock taking and ask divine wisdom to show you the reason for the lack. It is your duty to set aside a reasonable time each day for prayer and spiritual reading and to live the rest of your life in accordance with what your innermost self tells you is the divine will. That is to say, as far as is possible for you at the moment. If you are sincerely doing this, you can do no more. And you have no cause for anxiety or self-reproach because you are not accomplishing what is at present impossible for you. It cannot be your duty to do anything that is beyond your reach or your strength at the moment. It cannot be your duty to do anything you don't have time to do. It cannot be your duty to pay any sum of money which you do not possess. It cannot be your duty to do anything which sacrifices your own integrity or your own spiritual development. It cannot be your duty to do today what is really the task of tomorrow. It cannot be right to perform a remote duty at the sacrifice of a nearer one. It cannot be right to be hurried or sad or discouraged or angry or resentful or antagonistic under any circumstances. All right. Fantastic. So wow. there's a few ideas to look at here. Um, you know, it's a little, this one's a little bit different than the normal uh, new thought sort of positive, you know, you can do anything with your mind type thinking. And I like this one because it's really kind of grounded. Sometimes, you know, we can go off into the ether a little bit with some of these new thought ideas and think, well, well, if I just think you know, think my way through it, it's, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll make whatever we need to make happen, happen. And, you know, that's not saying that the mind isn't incredibly powerful. It's not saying that the spiritual force that you're tapping into isn't all powerful, you know, the universe, God, 
however you want to say that, isn't all powerful. Of course, of course it is. And that force is uh, supernatural and, you know, beyond our, our comprehension and so on. But what he's really getting at, I think, is this idea where, you know, there's times in our lives where we're kind of in a holding pattern where we might be sort of uh, stuck in some situation sort of beyond our our control like we are today with with this virus and with some of the economic situations that are unfolding and things like that um so really what he's getting at is like at least as, as far as i see it and i'll hand it off to you in a second but what, what he's getting at i think is not to to beat yourself up over this not think it's your duty to do something that is not sort of in your your capacity at the moment to to do you know it might not be like for, I'll just give an example. So we're in this state now and everyone knows, you know, we're, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, you may not know this, but right now we're in this situation where many people are quarantined with this virus, the COVID-19 uh, virus. And, you know, so there's restrictions actually in place as to what you can and cannot do in public and so on. So, I mean, if it were your job, let's say to be a, a preacher at a mega church, and we've seen this online, if we've watched any of these churches, that church will be empty. So if you are basing your life on that idea that you're going to be seeing a full church and, you know, you're bemoaning the fact that there's no one there and, you know, you're just, you know, beating yourself up because, you know, you think it's your fault that no one's showing up or whatever you're, you're saying to yourself, you know, you may not be saying that, but that would all belong to these categories of these things that it cannot be your duty to do. You can't fill a church when people are, you know, not allowed to go to a church, for example. So... Um, so that's, I just wanted to kind of add that. Do you have anything to add to that idea? Well, that comes, yeah, straight from the text. You know, you have no cause for anxiety or self-approach because you are not accomplishing what is at the present time impossible for you. So whether it's the conditions, uh, the dynamic, social dynamic that makes something impossible, or, and then when he goes through these cannots, uh, these are things that are impossible. What's, what you don't have enough money for, what you don't have enough time for, um, try to change the world and then you're overwhelmed and then you feel like a failure because you didn't change the world. It's like, well, maybe you need to change your sleeping habits. Maybe you need to change your attitude. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot you can do. So he's, he's making, I think the differentiation and the distinction yeah. between what it is you can do and what it is you really can't do and what it is you can do uh, is what literally it is what you can do. You do have the time, the money, the resource, even if you're stretched or pinched or, uh, you know, seem constricted, limited, um, you can still do something. <laughs> yeah. Living the spiritual life. And mostly that is growth is to grow, not how far you've grown or to reach some nirvana or enlightenment stage, although that might be uh, an ultimate goal. Growth is the daily goal. You can grow by degrees every day spiritually, regardless of your bank account or what the conditions are. Uh, and I think he lays out, you know, the difference, how to spot the difference between what really uh, is out of your reach and what is within your capacity. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, in being so, so positive and having so much faith in you know, in the, in the power of, of thought and so on. He'd probably also go on to say, you know, because it's throughout this book, this is one, one idea, but he would also go on to say, I think that 
you know, no circumstance is permanent and that there's always something you can do. But what he's getting at, I think, is like correctly assessing the situation that you're in and not having expectations of yourself in that moment. And then, you know, thinking, well, I should be doing this or I, you know, I could be doing that at this moment. And, you know, and, and focusing on all these things that really are not in your, your purview right now. They're not in your wheelhouse. It's not going to be something that's going to happen, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, you can make plans to change those things and you can work on your own mental attitude and, you know, do treatment to yourself and so on. And you can, you know, envision where you want to go to make those changes and so on. But I think really what he's getting at is being kind of content with and making the best of yes. situations that you're in where they seem somewhat impossible. You know, if you're in a hospital bed or something like that, or you're, you know, you're, in the middle of a, a typhoon or something and you're trapped in your, 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 your hotel or whatever it is, you know, it's like, you, you gotta, you've got to kind of live in the moment and live in the present. And, you know, before we were talking a little bit about this and how it connected to, um, uh, to, to the 12 step program, I want to talk a little bit about that. Cause that, that's an interesting idea you brought up before we did the show and before we started. Yeah, and uh, and Emmett Fox has you know long been um, you know spoken of and read. As a matter of fact, I think his book Sermon on the Mount was the twelve-step uh, text before uh, before the book was written, the actual book. Um, and he's talking about what actually is uh, comes up in the Serenity Prayer. Um, you know, grant me the serenity to. Uh, except the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And this is this knowing the difference, the things you cannot change. Um, that's where your responsibility is. But also one day at a time is another uh, slogan that gets used a lot. Uh, and some days, you know, it can be just making it from one day to the next. But today, do today's work. You know, and be, yeah. uh, and maximize what you can do because every minute you're you're spending lamenting or and agonizing over what you're unable to do or what you can't do or what is so big um you're taking away from time of the things even if it's a little thing that you can do today and sometimes i think you know that's a it's easy to kind of put our problems or our responsibilities and saying well gosh if i just change city hall or you know get a different president or a different ceo uh then everything will run smooth it's like well Maybe, maybe that can happen and you can do your part, uh, but you know, what can you do today? And I think this uh, one example of this, you mentioned the present uh, um, coronavirus um, you know, lockdown. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things, and there's really nothing, we can, it's a pandemic, it's global, it's, it's everywhere. And I'm not a biologist or a doctor and you know, they're having trouble and uh, immunologists or, trying to figure everything out. They have a lot more training and they're still working on it. Uh, but what I can do, and this is, I think what people have latched onto has to do with, um, for example, mask wearing, or you can learn how to make a mask or you can um, do, that's the one thing that you can do. Now people can argue whether it's effective or, uh, or this or that, but it's, uh, it is something within your power in this extremely powerless or this situation that can make you feel powerless when it's so big 
It's so global. It's so mysterious. It's so deadly. Um, can't really change that on your own, but on your own today, you can, you can get a mask or make one or do something like that. So it's, you have to have something to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, you know, about using, using that time to the, to the best of your ability as well. So that if, you know, you are locked at home and you're not, you know, able to go to work or you're not able to congregate where you like to congregate or go to your, you know, favorite spiritual places or, you know, watch sports or whatever, you know, you've suddenly got much more time on your hands and it, you know, it can be a challenge sometimes to, to use that time well. Um, so, you know, one of the things you've got to kind of look at is trying to keep a positive attitude, knowing that also, you know, look, this too shall pass, as they say, and, you know, we'll get through these challenges and so on and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and stuff. But then using, using that, that time and using that sort of restricted um, space, I guess, or, you know, your restriction to, you know, maybe your home or to a few different little, you know, places and so on to, to your advantages as best you can, instead of bemoaning the fact that, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do the other thing, asking yourself, you know, what can I do? And like yeah. you said, that's a great thing, you know, do something constructive, like, like making masks or, or looking at, you know, constructive things that you might be able to do online or, you know, videos that you might want to do or learning how to cook again, you know, or, not again, but learning how to cook or learning, you know, certain crafts and skills and so on. And like a lot of people are doing, and we've been talking about that a lot throughout this thing. And it's oftentimes these, these situations as they go on, especially if you can accept them, you know, somehow turn out to be a blessing in disguise for, for those who, who are able to keep their wits and, you know, use the time to the best of their ability and so on, you know, and they might be able to do something that they wouldn't have done before. Um, you know, and I, I heard a story, I was listening to um, Zig Ziglar, actually, and he was telling the story of, uh, of a kid who was a, like a promising athlete, and he had apparently a scholarship to, uh, to, to, go to, to go to a top school, and you know, I think he was a basketball player or something like that, and he, and he got into a car accident and had a spinal injury and ended up in a wheelchair, ended up paralyzed, and obviously couldn't do, couldn't do sports anymore. He, uh, he took up after, you know, he was obviously he was upset with this. And um, eventually he, he, you know, he spent, I think, uh, maybe six, eight, ten months, you know, just really, really angry and depressed and so on. And he began, you know, kind of turning in on himself and stuff. But after that, you know, he started to come out of it and started to get back to himself. And he actually, um, with some, some therapeutic help, he was able to start uh, painting. And it turned out that he was a fantastic painter and he ended up, you know, he ended up becoming a professional painter, a professional artist. And this was something that he really, you know, didn't know about himself. This is something that developed out of a, a situation that he had, you know, he had no control over. And th these are, these are, those, you know, these are those types of things that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how, 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 what are we going to do with, with the circumstances we're in? I think that's kind of one of the things he's he's getting, you know, he's getting at. You know, now if this if this kid would have spent the rest of his life bemoaning the fact that that sports scholarship and his professional career in athletics and stuff were over, you know, his life would have been much different. But you know, and it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault. There's nothing you can do about it. But here's the situation, and here's what I'm going to do with it. So I think that's that's a that's it was kind of an interesting story. I heard that this morning actually when I was listening to something. So I, I didn't I didn't really connect the two until this yeah. moment. 
But you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's like, you, you, and you're not held responsible because like, you know, it, you know, all of a sudden you're not a failure because you're not going to be a basketball store, you, you know, or something like this. You, you, you just have to, you know, you kind of have to roll with it and, and, and move and move forward in the way that you can. Um, yeah. So, and in a new way sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like trying a new thing. Um, you know, one thing sometimes people uh, I've spoken with have a little extra time now mm -hmm. um, because of the, the lockdown. Maybe they've already done some gardening and they already baked and they've made a bunch of masks. And um, it's kind of like, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could do this, I could do that, I could maybe take a class, I'm not sure. Um, there can be a question of, you know, okay, what can I do with what I have to work with, the time? the money, the resources, um, and if there's an excess of time, yeah, it's, you know, you, you really have to fill it with something. And sometimes hobbies and crafts, if, you're, if you don't get too deep into them, they can kind of be passing. Um, you know, you can binge watch TV and that gets old after a while. Uh, but this goes back to the text here. It says, it's your duty to set aside reasonable time each day for prayer. And this is if you want to live a spiritual life. That's the whole context. Um, of this passage, if that is the goal, um, sure. to live more spiritually. Um, so set aside time each day for prayer and you know, reading a spiritual text um, and to live the rest of your life in accordance with what your innermost self tells you is the divine will. Um, and that's a really big question. <laughs> okay, well, what is the divine will? What is my personal part in is, you know, supporting this divine will for me. Uh, and this is a, a great question. And this can be something that you can actually use this time for is to get in tune with that, to get in touch with that. And if you were connected with that type of energy or that way of thinking, uh, things will come to you. So if the divine will, maybe in a, uh, the collective or the universal sense, you know, is that all creatures have you know food and shelter and um, that there is love that there's compassion there's a spirit of cooperation creativity um, helping and then you can ask yourself well you know okay what can i do that that might be helpful um, if that's something i like to do um, what can i share that i already know um, with other people or how can i support somebody else in what they're doing uh, those are all divine will types of things. So we can kind of look at universal divine will and uh, through that, get some idea of what uh, your personal version of that. And it doesn't have to be something, you know, uh, holier than thou, or you don't have to be a perfect Christian if that's your thing. Uh, it's not that at all. It's what can you do to contribute to your own spiritual growth and perhaps to, uh, the aid of the assistance of, of other people. Uh, one of the best things you can do for other people is to live your life better so you can show them how to do it. Plus, you're not contributing to a, you know, what did he say at the end? Don't be hurried or sad or discouraged. Angry yeah, yeah. People don't bring that attitude in because that's not really divine will. It's, uh, you might feel those things, uh, but when you work on yourself and you, you know, work on uh unfolding your own personal version of the divine will it 
it really wouldn't be a spiritual life if you're doing it from, you know, an angry, resentful kind of way. So that may even be a place to start is to get to, to get beyond some of those emotions. That's a great way to look at it. And, you know, I like, I like that you brought that up. I was actually going, going in that direction if you, if you didn't bring it up. So that's fantastic. But you're, you're right. It's like, you know, this oftentimes, especially, you know, when you don't have a lot to do and your, you know, your normal routine is disrupted and things seem somewhat chaotic outside and, you know, you are kind of forced indoors and so on and in on yourself. That is the perfect time for you to do this, this inner work to figure out the divine will, you know, for your life. And you may find that, you know, there's some part of yourself that has a completely different direction for you that's revealed through those challenges. And, you know, you couldn't really have found that without those circumstances. So I think it's important to to recognize that sometimes, you know, there are things that are ours to do in the moment and there are, you know, things that we're not able to do in those moments, but, you know, there might be a reason for that also, you know, and it's, it's quite possible that on a, you know, on kind of a larger scale that maybe some of this stuff is, you know, is happening because as, as human beings, we need to evolve in a certain direction or we need to do things in a different way. And a lot of us are thrown back on ourselves and we're like, okay, well, how can we be more, you know, how can we be more, um, effective and be more spiritual and, and, you know, live more sustainably and, and, and responsibly and justly with each other and, and the rest of the planet and the other creatures on the planet and, and conserve something for future generations and so on, you know, and, and, and really people are asking a lot of those questions in this, in this time. So it's, you know, that's, that's the thing that's good about having your, your routines disrupted. It's not fun. You know, but but spiritual growth is, is is rarely fun, and that's the thing I think sometimes people forget. You know, when they're thinking about unicorns, rainbows, and crystals, is that you know usually the real big changes occur with the dark night of the soul type spiritual experiences that really you know really go to the depth and core of you. Uh, the real transformation usually takes place with those kinds of things. So, it's something to think about. It's something to think about. So I think um, we may be nearing the end of this one. Do you have anything else you want to wrap up? Well, you mentioned Dark Night of the Soul, um, written uh, in the 1500s, 1400s, about 500 years ago or so, um, by St. John of the Cross. And he wrote it while he was in prison. Uh, it was at a time when there was a lot of religious uh, prisoners, uh, scientists <laughs> at the time of the Renaissance and leading up to it. Uh, were put under house arrest for believing, you know, the earth goes around the sun or something like that. Um, but it was a lot of times, especially in this particular time, when people were uh, detained, um, some of the best stuff, you know, has been written. Malcolm X wrote his autobiography um, in prison, Martin Luther King's uh, letter from a Birmingham jail. Um, you know, sometimes it's that, it's shocking uh, to be uh, and frustrating to have, you know, a normal way of life, you know, completely changed, at least for now. And uh, a lot of people, you know, are very busy and haven't had time to really look into themselves or wanted to. Uh, but this situation now kind of forces some degree of introspection and self-analysis mm -hmm. and inner work. And it doesn't have to be scary, <laughs> especially if it's new. Um, and, uh, and it can be a real opportunity. You might learn something about yourself. You never really knew. Uh,
or these latent uh, talents. Like you're talking about the person who uh, hurt his back and then you know wasn't able to play sports and, and found painting to be a to be a thing. We don't really know what's what's yeah. in there. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to take a look. The act of doing that might be uncomfortable at first, just because it's new. Um, but with you know with a you know peaceful and kind of easygoing, easy does it as they say um, attitude. Um, it doesn't have to be scary, and you might, uh, you know, really find some great leaps of growth uh, during this time. There you go, and you know, you go like you said, go easy on yourself. Know what's what what is yours to do, you know, now, and and what isn't. You know, you can't be responsible uh, for those things that you don't have control over. Um, you know, so it's not your duty to do things that you, you know, have that are the things that are impossible for you to do right now. So take it easy with that. But then on the flip side of that, think about what you can do, try to develop some of these new things, you know, maybe try to discover that divine will for your life and so on. Um, if you've got the time to do that, use it as best you can. So, all right, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Chris. I appreciate your insights as always. Um, we are here every Friday with this Emmett Fox show, so, you know, please check back with us. We also have our Sunday show, our, our normal Cosmic Eye show, which is available, which is a little bit longer, so check those out as well. Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky, and that's available at chrissheridan.com or on Amazon. Mine is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. You can find that on amazon.com or at cosmiceye.org, where you can reach us as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye, and God bless.